National Chewing Gum Day. <laughs> That's my kind of day. I know. So, fun little fact about this guy over here. He <laughs> chews gum like it's going out of style. <laughs> like you're obsessed. Yeah. Which is weird, because you had a near-death experience with gum. <laughs> I did, yeah. I was chewing a large amount of gum. Uh-huh. Wasn't it like double bubble? Like, uh, this was back in the day, right? Like, this is like 25... 30 years ago. Mm, this was like... Probably, Last night. <laughs> no, it was probably 16 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was chewing the gum, and I inhaled, and like the gum... Gum like went down your windpipe? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't know how to explain what happened, but it got stuck. So I had to... Like, I could not breathe, and I had to... It sounds so ridiculous, but I had to basically breathe in so hard that it blew a reverse bubble. <laughs> if this makes sense. I don't mean to laugh. And I couldn't breathe until it like popped inside. That had to have been so scary. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, this is it. <laughs> this is how I'm going to go. How fucking asinine. That happened to me when I was young with a piece of cantaloupe. Like, yeah. I tried to swallow a piece of cantaloupe that was way too large, apparently, uh-huh. and it got stuck, yeah. and I was home alone. <laughs> and I don't know why, I ran into my parents' bedroom and rammed myself into their dresser, <laughs> <laughs> and it popped out. Really? But I thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to die, because I didn't know how to eat a piece of cantaloupe. <laughs> so, you want some cantaloupe? <laughs> <laughs> It's also National Mud Pack Day. Okay. Um, and I had to look it up. Yeah, what is, what is this? Yeah, I don't know what National Mud Pack Day, but apparently it's like the whole mixture of therapeutic clays that you put on your skin. Okay. Um, like at the spa or whatever. Okay. And it's also National Hot Mold Cider Day. Oh. And I don't know why you always laugh when I say the word mold. Because I, I thought you were saying mold. No, mold. <laughs> mold? No, mold. <laughs> <laughs> so the mud pack thing? Yeah. Remind, there was a guy I worked with years ago, an old guy, that he would always, when he would get angry, he would tell people that he was going to stomp a mud hole in their ass and walk it off. I had to think about that for a second. Yeah. That's creative. Yeah. He said that at work? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Where else would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some some items over there on this day? I, I have some releases on this day. Okay, cool. So we have uh, Inferno Utter Hell. This was 1996 on this day. Mm-hmm. Release. Uh, Thy Serpent Forest of Witchery. 1997 was Overkill from the Underground and Below. Fantastic. And, yeah. And um, 2000, Fuck the Facts, Vagina Dancer. Also, one other thing today mm-hmm. in history, 1955, 
James Dean died Aww. in a car accident. He was texting. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> he was wasted in texting. <laughs> Fake news. No, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to play a couple songs, right? Yes, we are. All right. Um, we're going to play our uh, locals. Yes. Um, while the songs are playing, I have a question for you to think about. Okay. That you need to answer after. Okay. Uh, what two totally normal things, if done back to back, become very weird? Okay. All right. All right. So, like you mentioned, we're going to play two bands mm. from Rochester. The first one is Elusive Travel, and the song we're going to play is The Art of Letting Go. Then we're going to hear just one more, Virtue of the Stoics. Think about that question I asked. All right.
get to our question okay let's uh, talk about elusive travel yeah yeah um so they're going to be playing at the metal meltdown on october 8th at the record archive yes they are um and we saw them we saw them recently it was it was great really good show yeah, yeah. looking forward to seeing them again yep and uh chris chris Dawson, uh-huh. Has been around in the local scene for many, many years. Yep. Um, I first remember him from Windbreed, and that had the drummer Tim Young, Tim the Missile Young, <laughs> who ended up in Morbid Angel, and I think now he's playing with I Am Morbid. Oh, so he was mentioned on Juan's episode. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But Chris has been in a bunch of bands over the years. Um, kind of too many to mention here. But, yeah. But uh, really cool stuff. And he's a really nice guy. Yeah. He introduced himself yeah. at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, came and chatted with us. It was he. It was nice. It was. It was yeah. a cool show. Cool guy. Can't wait to see him again yeah. on October eighth. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> let's get to our question. Okay. Okay. The first one was drinking and crying. <laughs> that always gets weird. Uh-huh. It's weird to watch. Yeah. It, it yeah. we've seen it. Yeah. It, it's we've seen. So what happens? There's usually there's usually like a progression that we see. Um. It, and this is like in the bar. Yep. You, you see, and it's usually a girl, right? Yep. The girl starts playing with her hair. 
Oh, well, first she starts shrinking. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then she starts playing with her hair. Uh-huh. And then she starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. And it gets weird. Yeah. And the other one I thought of is telling somebody I love you mm. and immediately follow it with random air quotes. <laughs> yeah, anything with it. Anything. Pretty much anything yeah. with air quotes after it is, could be weird. Yeah. Like if someone passes away, I'm sorry for your loss. And then the air, air quotes. quotes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hey, you're really handsome. Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so something really exciting was announced this week. What's that? Gates of Paradox full length release party. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about this. Me too. It's at Photo City. Mm. It's not till December, but at least I have something to look forward to. Mm. December um, 20th, right? Yes. Mm. And it's with Fatal Curse, mm. awesome. Christ, awesome. and Got It Alive. Awesome. And of course, Get to Paradox. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Me too. So, a little off topic, but we have a cat. We do? Who... Is 100% like our whole entire heart. We have a ham cat. We do. So she's 19 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to make her run up and down the hallway. Nah. Laser pointers. Only if there's food at the end of the hallway. It, yeah, it doesn't work well. So, but so she has like this extreme fear of rain mm-hmm. and thunder and lightning, right? Mm-hmm. And we have windows everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we have her one cat bed that's like out in our living area mm. so that she could be comfy it's, laying her and, cat bed. And it's not a cat bed. No, it's, it's not. A, it's a dog bed. It's a dog bed. A cat bed is way too small for her. So that's where I'm going self. with this. So <laughs> we have a hallway that's like secluded and doesn't have windows. So when it's raining, mm-hmm. that's where she tends to go. But she lays on like the dirty mat where our shoes go. Right. And she's better than that. so i decided to order her a new cat bed Mm -hmm. cat bed not a dog bed Mm. and it came today (laughs) and my heart sank a little bit (laughs) because it's like a dome right there's like a little hole that she's supposed to get in and then there's like all this fluffy fun stuff in there for her to lay on and pick at yeah and she can't fit in it (laughs) she tried so hard When I first put it down, and then, like, I put it at the end of the hall, and I was like, well, maybe she'll, like, just figure it out. And you watched her yeah. from, like, the end of the hall, like, struggle to get in there, and then she had to back out because yeah. she couldn't, like, get in there to turn around. Yeah. She could it made put me her, really sad. She could put her fat head in there. <laughs> she could wear it as a helmet if she, she wanted She doesn't to. have a fat head. <laughs> Stop. No, no, she has a normal head. It's the rest of her. <laughs> <laughs> this giant. I, like, it came, and I took it out, and I'm like, oh, I don't. Yeah. This is like a fat guy in a little sweater. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to work well, but... So, we're going to have to return that and just get her a straight-up cat or a dog bed. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, not a small dog bed either. Probably, like, a a mid-sized dog. Yeah. Yeah. Like, something like a Doberman would use. (laughs) (laughs) Great Dane. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's play some tunes. Yeah. So, first up, we're going to hear Toxical, a heavy metal band from Portugal with the song Manipulator. 
And then we're going to go into Bloody Nightmare, a speed metal band from Colombia with the song Road to Hell.
phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an idea. Okay. We were going to record with Popper when he was in town, mm. um, and it just kind of didn't happen. Mm. We we were enjoying our time together, and we took him to quite a few shows when he was here. Mm. Um, but it we just never recorded. Right. So I think we should give him a call. All right. And th- I think anyone that hears us keep referring to Popper... Is like, who the fuck are they talking about? Oh, I forget. So yes. we're going to call Popper and <laughs> everyone's going to know who Popper is. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, hi, 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 hon. <laughs> hi, hon. <laughs> All right. Let's start the interview. Okay, great. What's your problem? I just want to get down to brass tacks So Chris and Ben have known each other forever How did you guys meet? We met because Ben was in a band That needed a bass player So they put out an ad on Sonic Insanity And I called in and got in touch with them And then I played bass for a few years In the band The band Are Are we not saying the band name? Oh, yes. Uh, we were in Abysmal Fall together okay, for a right. number of years. Yeah. Cool. And you were Christ, right? <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah. I was I was misspelled, yeah. which I don't know why we thought that was a good idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are really interested. Uh, Chris? Like the bassist in Nirvana? <laughs> and, yeah. and you had the same voice when you were 16. And then what? The same voice when you were 16. What do you mean? Like, like you sounded like a burly man. Yeah. At <laughs> <it's> sixteen. <laughs> do, do I count as burly? <laughs> like, totally. You sounded you sounded like Barry White on the phone, and then a little kid in <laughs> a bowl cut showed up. <laughs> I also remember that uh, you and I didn't say any words to each other for maybe the first six months. Yeah. And then the, yeah, and then we became best of friends. <laughs> yeah, I think. Why did we become best? Why did we become best of friends? Um, I don't know. That that's another story. <laughs> I, th- was, I think was, we both wasn't know. It our, wasn't it our shared aggravation for various people? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember one of the first times we talked is when we had another person join the group, mm-hmm. but you and I weren't consulted. Right. Yeah. And I I called you and I'm like, hey, I hear we got a new guy, and you're like, oh, is it so and so? Yeah. And I went. I went, yeah, I, I, I think that's his name. And he went, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. As I recall, this uh, this other member, his his sales pitch to play music with us was he just showed up uh-huh. on someone's doorstep with all his equipment yeah. and announced like, hey guys, I'm in your band now. <laughs> and the response to that was, oh, all right. That, yeah, that's how it works. I think that's how they do it in Hollywood. <laughs> It's all of this. All of this interview is just going to be inside jokes. Yeah, that no one, that no one understands I, or cares it, about. Yeah, that you and I, you and I know from twenty years ago, <laughs> and everyone else is going to hear it and go, "Huh? <laughs> what?" All right, so you were in in abysmal. Yeah, and then you were in venereal messiah. Yeah, um, the brutal postman who was on a few weeks ago, yep. and uh, also Barrett, the owner of Separate Records, and I, we just got together. 
and over the course of a few days, wrote a few songs up in the Brutal Postman's attic. Yep. And we record we recorded on a four track, and we had this one of those old drum machines where you had to hit the buttons, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like it was long. Days. I don't know. Like looking back on it, some of those old drum machine bands are kind of. If used in the right context, they can be kind of charming. Yeah. Because it's, those drum machines back then, the ones we used in the house, they didn't have the humanized function where it right. even attempts to sound like a human being. Right. So the snare hits were all the same, yeah. atrociously high volume, yeah, right. and every cymbal hit sounded exactly the same. All right. <laughs> yeah. They're ultra brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like it's fun when Mortician does it. Yeah. It wasn't real wasn't real bright when we did it. <laughs> so, so, so yeah we. We played together, and then I moved to Colorado for a few years, and the other two dudes continued playing music. Yeah. Um, then I came, I came back, and we decided to start again. I don't remember the reason why, but we had you played guitar, and then the brutal postman moved back to bass because that's the instrument he plays most, or at the time played most. Right. And so, so we had two bass tracks. We had a fretless, and he played distorted fretted bass. Right, that was the bleeding the humans, scene. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> With that great cover art. <laughs> I like that cover art. Like <laughs> Mary Lou Retton's on it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the CD too. Like the, uh, I don't know, what do you even call that? The like the thing. I was just gonna say, like, like the art on the CD is actually really cool looking, and I think when you turn it over, yeah. on the it's like engraved itself, kind of. Yeah, there's like a like the logo yeah. is on it, which I thought was really neat. I thought the layout was really really well done. Yeah, definitely. And I think the I don't remember. You have to ask Barrett, but I think that the guy who put that out, I think he was responsible for doing the layout himself, and he did it, he did it all for free. Yeah, I thought it looked really nice. Yeah, that was uh, Imbecile yeah. Records, right? Yes. Yep. And we're we're still playing music off and on. Yeah. And I guess we'll come out with something soon. That, yeah, that's the plan, right? Yeah, I, I spoke to Barrett about it. He was up for it. Um, so then you moved again, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I live in Houston now. Right. I've lived here for five years. Right. Um, why did you move there? Yeah. Uh, once I graduated, I accepted a job offer down here. So, so I moved do you, down here for work. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a cardiovascular perfusionist. So during open heart surgeries, I stop people's hearts. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a tiny, tiny field. Um, Houston has the biggest medical center in the world. They essentially have an area of town that's the size of maybe a small village, mm-hmm. but it's nothing but hospitals. There's, I think, 24, 25 major hospitals in that one area. Really? And I worked at, yeah, I work at some of those. Like people from all over the world come to Houston to get procedures done. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's a uh, it's fun and interesting. I was I was working at a pharmacy and I was going to be a pharmacist, but it was boring. And my boss at the time told me about what I do now, and that's that's how I got into it. It's, I, it's high demand, right? There's not a, not a lot of people doing it. Is that right? Yeah, there's a shortage because um, just the demographics of it. There's a lot of a lot of people doing it currently are in their fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. So there's been like a steady wave of retirement. Yeah. And there's there's not enough new people coming into the field right now. So, I mean, it's good for me. Yeah. Do you like Houston? Yeah, Houston's great. Um, like, 
Houston Trivia's own state is gigantic. Uh, the only things I don't really like about it are occasionally traffic is interesting because everyone drives here. Occasionally? And uh, <laughs> what do you say? Occasionally traffic's interesting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, traffic's always a nightmare. But By occasionally, you mean every time you have to drive? <laughs> yes. But I, I don't have to drive much mm-hmm. because I live about five, ten minutes from the medical center. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Some of the hospitals I service are outside of the medical center, so when I have to go to those which is rare. Sometimes that's a hassle. But usually my commute is 10 minutes or so, and I get up super early in the morning. So um, I don't have to deal with the awful traffic too much. Mm. Some of my some of my colleagues have to because mm-hmm. they live outside. Uh, it's really expensive to live. It's called the inner loop. Like the center of Houston is surrounded by a series of like concentric circles. Uh-huh. If you live in this if you live in the center, it costs a fortune. So most people live outside of the center of the city and they have to commute every day. Mm-hmm. But I live in an apartment, so I'm close by, so it's not that bad for me. Uh, it's also like ball meltingly hot for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost October and it's probably the mid nineties today. Oh really? But, I'd, uh, I'd love it there. <laughs> I, I hate the cold so much that I don't really mind it. So what's the metal but, uh, scene there? Do you have a good metal scene in Houston? Uh, there's a number of bands. I don't. I don't go to as many shows as like you guys. When when I came to visit last week, we uh, in what nine days we went to three shows. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably how many shows I've gone to in Houston in the last like two years. <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna ask you about that. Like, so when you come home, we usually try to hit at least one show. Um, right. Like a few years ago, we went to Emulation. I think you made it just in time for Cannibal Corpse. Mm-hmm. when they were yep. here last. So this time we really did local shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think the scene here is like compared to like when you were in it like years ago? There's a lot more bands. Yeah. I, I recall like when a long time ago, it's been a while, uh, there weren't really that many deaths or black metal bands specifically. It seems like there's a lot more now. I think the style of music is more, I guess you'd say mainstream Mm. Or accepted, um, maybe. Yeah, I think. I don't know how to put this. I think the more palatable forms of those genres, like the more melodic death and black metal, mm-hmm. are almost mainstream music now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, I'm not. I'm an old guy. I'm not like one of the elitist types, so I don't want to say. I think there's some borderline metal bands that use elements of black and death metal. Yeah. So I think it's more socially acceptable than it was when we were younger. And I think part of that is just even people maybe don't consider themselves metal fans, you're more exposed to it because you don't have to order things through like magazines. Um, you can see clips on YouTube. You can listen to that music on Spotify. Mm. So I think more people are exposed to it nowadays. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah, but, yeah it does. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot more bands. Um, than when I was more actively following it. Mm. Like, I I can't imagine that when I was 16 or 17 that there would be three local metal shows in one week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it seemed like back then we had to wait, you know, like... A month or two. Um, yeah, it seemed like a month, two months, three months between shows. And every time we would play a show, it would rarely be other metal bands. Yeah, that's true. They're, like... 
Nope. Back then, you'd have to play with bands. I remember like corny ass stuff like Corn and Limp Bizkit. Yep. And maybe Lincoln Park yeah. was big at the time. Yeah. So you have a lot of bands where they, they would have like death metal vocals, but then they would also have a second vocalist yeah. rapping for some reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you mean for some reason? Because it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up playing with bands like that. Yeah. And, you know, no one would like the awful noise we were making. Right. So the only people who would be at their shows would be like friends of the other band. Right. And they would be wholly disinterested in what we were doing. Right, right. Not that, not that we're going to ever win <laughs> any Nobel Prizes for our output. But uh, Remember when Abysmal played with Johnny Smokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. Wasn't that the Rochester Battle of the Bay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the Penny Arcade. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Johnny Smokes was like a, I don't know, comparable to Aerosmith maybe. I was about to say, they sounded like an Aerosmith-y type uh, yeah. band. So uh, their fans were definitely not fans of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really... That's one of those things where you'll have friends and they'll say, hey, do you want to come see my band? And you go, yeah, that's fine. And they'll, they'll play like some like white blues or some like dad rock. Uh, and it'll be music that is enjoyable for most sane, normal human beings. And... You know, you go see them, and they'll say, "Oh, I should go see your band." And you'll go, "Honestly, you're probably not going to like it. Right? It's not. It's not really for you." Right, right. And you don't say that to be mean. You say that because, like, you know, you'll go see a band that sounds like Aerosmith, and you'll be like, "This, this is fine. This is this is a way to spend an evening." But those people don't really want to hear the awful noise that you're playing. That's right. <laughs> but you almost do it as a courtesy. <laughs> Why don't we uh, talk about the two bands that you uh, turned us on to from Houston? Yeah, I'm not super active in as far as local bands in Houston, but uh, I've seen a few shows where um, Desecrate the Faith mm-hmm. either opened or they're the headliner. Yeah, and I, th- I thought they're really good. They play good, solid, brutal death metal. Mm-hmm. They're good live. Their albums are really well produced. And then the other band is. Was it uncleansed or baptized by fire? Well, we're going to play both of them, but you originally turned us on to uncleansed. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, I actually don't think I ever saw them live, but I ran into one or two of the members, and then I had a chance to listen to some of their music on my own time, and I'm like, oh, this, this is well performed. Again, it's pretty standard, but well executed, brutal death metal, which is a genre I really like. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely not for everyone. You do that thing too, where when you get older, you get kind of stuck in the like certain subgenres you like, and those are just kind of your go-tos. And when maybe new types of bands come out, even though you should like them on paper, they're not really your thing. Like there's a lot of slammier bands nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, but for for some reason, I like the brutal bands like Disgorge and Defeated Sanity and disentombed like that specific subgenre brutal death metal mm-hmm. but when there's constant like suffocation-ish breakdowns and that's 75% of the music yeah. for some reason I don't really like that mm-hmm. I don't know why it, it seems like it's not any dumber than the style of music I like what you don't like suffocation now? <laughs> a lot of bands that try to do the suffocation-ish style they forget that suffocation has actual riffs between the breakdowns yeah. that are memorable mm-hmm. Um, and they have solos that are memorable. And a lot of the bands that try to ape that style, they get the breakdown parts correct, because mm-hmm. those are kind of hard to screw up. Yep. 
but they forget to write riffs. Uh, like the songs don't really go anywhere. Like when you listen to Pierce from Within or After She's Forgotten, like those songs are memorable. Yeah. That's why those are classics. That's just true. Uh, bands that try to ape that style don't really. And again, I, I guess if once a, one band does it and has a classic, like that's kind of it. You can't really like the pinnacle of that style. Like in my opinion, has already been reached. So I'm not sure. But then again, I like a good. I won't name any names because. I don't mean this as an insult, but I like a competent copycat band. So there's a few bands I like that do do that style well, yep. but I haven't heard anything recently All right. that I would put on that, I guess, tier. Mm-hmm. Got you. Did you <laughs> want to mention a couple uh, maybe new releases that you are enjoying? Like the new Blood Oss Norb? <laughs> <laughs> Anything like that? I know there's a new Opeth out. I don't know what that sounds like. But um, I actually didn't. I liked the first few Opeth albums up to maybe Blackwater Park. Mm-hmm. And then I thought they got kind of watered down and boring, mm-hmm. redundant. But when they kind of ditched do you like, the metal. Do you like the Prague, the Prague stuff, like Pale Communion? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And that's not, I don't know. I think that people who are really into Prague. Yeah might not enjoy it mm-hmm. but it's now a genre I'm super duper familiar with yeah. so uh, I, I like what Opeth is doing now yeah. so I haven't checked out the new one because I didn't know one was out I think it just I came out will. yeah I think it just came out last week maybe I remember I first got an Opeth because again when we first met mm-hmm. you were like in what 25, 26 mm-hmm. I was yeah. I think 16 yeah. so I was just getting not, into the heavier forms not creepy like at all extreme forms of metal what do you say not creepy at all <laughs> yeah, it was perfectly healthy, perfectly normal. <laughs> but you got me into Opeth because you loaned me a copy of My Arms, Your Hearse. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, Morning Rise. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I still like those two albums to this day. Yeah, they're classics. For new albums that have come out recently, uh, I really like, and I just, I know I said earlier that I'm usually not into the slammier stuff, mm-hmm. but one of the few exceptions is Devourment. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Molesting the Decapitated is a great album. I think mainly it's because it, it sounds really raw and dirty. Mm-hmm. A lot of those bands sound too polished. Yeah. Very good, very good. It's actually pretty good. I haven't liked the past few albums, mm-hmm. but the, the new one has the original vocalist, and it has the original drummer who has that kind of spazzy style playing, which I like. Uh-huh. It almost sounds like... I like it when a band sounds like they almost can't play their songs, yeah. like they're struggling, yeah. and they're just barely making it. Like it makes it sound really chaotic and unhinged, like Cryptopsy's None So Vile, yeah. to me, is, is like that. Uh, specifically the drumming, it sounds like he's playing at the very edge of his abilities, and uh, something about that just appeals to me. Like it sounds more authentic than if a band practices nine hours a day right. and can just nail their songs with zero effort. Right, right. There was a... Uh, so I enjoyed... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so I enjoyed the new development. What were you going to say? Um, there was a band that we both liked. It was like a kind of black, thrashy... Um, I think they were maybe from Japan years ago. And it was like... It was like... It was really good, but it was sloppy. And that was like part of the appeal. Do you remember yeah. who I'm talking about? I can't remember who it was. I'm thinking King's Evil, but I don't think it was them because they weren't they weren't sloppy. Oh, I can't remember. from Japan? Yeah, I think so. Huh. I don't know. This is this is good radio right here. <laughs> <laughs> we are killing it. 
I'm getting excited for the Immolation concert in a few days. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Let's listen to a lot of that. Um, I saw Iron Maiden last weekend. Yeah. You like that? And uh, Yeah, I had a great time. The stage show was really great, too. Yeah. They... And all those dudes are old, and they played for like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. And and they nailed the songs. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm a super casual Iron Maiden fan. I'm not... Like, there's entire albums I've never even listened to. Right. So... Um, I was impressed just that I think I mentioned this to you that I'm not sure how much a hardcore Iron Maiden fan would have enjoyed that show because I think a lot of it was you know the hits yeah well but I mainly listened to the hits yeah so I had a great time they have a lot of hits I think I th- I guess what I'm saying I guess what I'm saying is I'm a poser <laughs> I'm like an urban creep and I drink just ginger beer uh, another inside joke <laughs> yep no, no one will get <laughs> all right well, it was good chatting with you. Yeah, thanks for. I know. Uh, I know we tried to do this in person. Yeah. And then, uh, then beer happened, <laughs> so we had to redo this over the phone. And uh, I appreciate the second chance. Yeah. Thanks for letting me come yeah, on. Yeah, thank you. So uh, I'll talk to you in the near future. All right. You have a good one. Cool. You too. Thank See you. Ya. Goodbye. Bye. Now that we hung up, I remembered the name of that Japanese band. Figures. Terror Squad. Mm. Yep. You're going to go back and listen to it I'm going to, yeah. I bet you Chris will, yeah. too. I remember really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, And hopefully it's aged well. Yeah. Sometimes music doesn't, but uh, from what I remember, I think that, that'll that still be good. Good. I'll get back to you. All or, right. Or you'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear it. Um, all right. So we are off to the bug jar tonight. We've been looking forward to this show for a really long time. Yep. Um, Wall Texan, Undeath, Fetid or Feeded, say it however you want, still awesome. Mm-hmm. And Cerebral Rat are playing. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, we're excited. We're finally going to get to see Undeath. Yeah. Yeah. We've tried quite a few times now, and they're like the only metal band that starts the show on time. <laughs> Yeah. And we always just assume we should show up an hour right. late, and yeah. <laughs> they're always they're, they're done. Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> taking their stuff out to the car, and we're like, God damn it! Um, but yeah, we're excited, and I'm pretty sure uh, Barrett's going. Yeah, and we haven't seen him since last Metal Meltdown. Mm, that's true. So I'm looking forward to seeing yeah, him. Yeah, me too. I wonder. I don't know if Sean's going or not, but uh, I think Jim's going. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. I'm sure Jay will probably be there. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So before we do that, we're going to play our three Texas popper picks. (laughs) First, we're going to hear Desecrate the Faith with Let Us Burn. And then we're going to go into Uncleansed and Baptized by Fire. So just quick blurb about these two bands all of the members are the same except for the drummer in each band mm-hmm. um so uncleansed we're gonna play chthonic tremors and then we're gonna go into baptized by fire and we're gonna play into the fires of phlegathon
dabba 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 d